remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebrae and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, air was just us, the Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, the Outriders and Brother Lobazon go face-to-face with a pack of approximations. Uh, just as a forewarning, um, so we recorded this several months ago, uh, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Boulder's Gate 3. Uh, if you want to hop in with the episode itself, you can go ahead and jump to 12 minutes and 10 seconds. Thank you to our backers, Connor, Christina, and Zan, for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, and maybe try checking out some of the other shows on the network. But with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Can we talk about Baldurskate? So I have a, the greatest Baldur's Gate story that I would very much like to share. And it starts with me saying, so I was at my therapist a few hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great. Excellent. Proceed. So I was at my, I, I went to uh, see my therapist because, you know, the bad brains and the terribleness. And I was talking to him about, we're talking about like things uh, to do for stress relief or, you know, carving out time on your own and yada, yada, yada. Because I've got a couple things going on in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we're talking about things, and I had mentioned previously that I like playing video games, and I had, you know, I was looking forward to Baldur's Gate three. And he is also a video game player, and also not quite a full nerd, but yeah. enough that he can speak the language and we can have a conversation. Mm. So we're talking about stress levels today, and he's and we were talking about this, and he said, "How's Baldur's Gate three going?" And I said, oh, you remember? And he's like, well, <laughs> I wrote it down and it's all I'm seeing on TikTok now. So are you winning, son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> important, important distinction here. This guy's my age. Okay. 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 So he's my age. It's great. And we're talking about a little bit. He's not playing. I am playing. Yada, yada. How's it helping and everything? And he goes, you know, it'd be great. You can have this idea. This isn't therapy. This is just, this is just free. You and your podcasting group are just going to play through Baldur's Gate 3 and stream it, right? Oh, God. <laughs> and I said, no. that's a great idea. I think this session is over. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that- we do not all have the technical capabilities to do so. Yeah. And also, it is hard enough to schedule these for two and a half three hours for us to do yeah let alone hey let's carve out an hour or four once a week yeah stream yeah. yeah zach rob has talked about his desire to want to run specifically the old birds of prey in Baldur's gate oh hell yes ragna on and bilga are old our old b-side characters 
Which, that would be great, because that's a D&D character that I can actually recreate in Baldur's Gate. Because, goddammit, I play way too many esoteric <laughs> characters. Yes. There's no artificers. Nope. There's no shifters. There's no bear folk. I well, still haven't add- caught a shiny in Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Justin. You gotta work on that. You gotta Get on it, Michael. I think, uh, as, the, as the kids would say, you need to get good. What's everyone playing, out of curiosity? I think I know, Ryan, you're, you rolled Cecil, right? I rolled Cecil, and uh, my God, he looks like Cecil. That's <laughs> great. The only distinction is that uh, there are fewer subclasses, so this Cecil has wild magic. Oh, God. If he looks how you imagine Cecil, you should post that on the social meds. I think I put it in the Discord, so if you're on our Patreon and on our Discord server, you can go find that. But yeah, uh, I'm playing through a Cecil. I'm having a grand old time. I'm only sad, though, because Gale the Wizard is trying to eat all my magic items, and I go, (laughs) I don't have time for that. He's a hungry lad. I worked hard for those magic items. He is a hungry boy, and I only got room for one magic boy in my party, and I, that's me. So and that's us, and that's us. I'm sorry. This town really. ain't magic enough for the two of us. <laughs> Chase, you've made a few characters that I, I recognize the I, names of. I have, and I'll get to that. I want to let Griffin go first because I I have a thing I need to talk about. Cool. For yes. context, Justin's the one that's got the crappy computer. Yeah. And also, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but we have uh, Lehman here with us still as well. <laughs> he came back. I also have a crappy computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm playing with old 1990s collectible card games I found in my basement. Ooh. So people have thoughts about Middle Earth, the Wizards, by all means. I'm playing Ab- Odell <laughs> Lake on my Commodore 64. Yes. <laughs> Odell Lake was amazing. I have literally actually been playing Sid Meier's Pirates. Like, oh. I have been going back to like 2004. Yes. For my, yes. Uh, we talked about this last time. I love that game so much. <laughs> um, I was thinking about rolling Mordecai. Mm-hmm. But there's no because barbarian druid just sounds like a multi class that would actually work in this game. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but there's no shifters, and I tried to make like a big hairy human, but it wasn't quite enough. Mm. So I ended up rolling my old home game character, uh, my rogue Clark, my 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 favorite boy. No one was surprised. And no one was surprised because if you can't sneak or s- if you can't sneak attack your way through a problem, you can lie your way through it. And I got to say, playing a rogue in this game, especially with expertise deception, is so fucking fun. Oh, it's extremely fun. Being able to lie in the in Baldur's Gate 3 is just it, it's the keys to the castle. Yeah. Delightful. I saw a TikTok where a guy got verbally assaulted by a squirrel mm-hmm. and he yep. kicked it so yep. hard it like exploded against a wall. Yeah, yep. I did mm-hmm. that too. I did kill that squirrel. <laughs> Has anyone been turned into a cheese yet? I I know where that happens, and I barely avoided it. (laughs) Larian loves their cheese. I I drank the potion of uh, talk with animals uh, to talk to the very good boy Scratch. Scratch. And then um, I thought I was still under the influence of this potion, and I tried to talk to said squirrel, only to find out that my potion had ran out, and I could no longer speak to squirrel, but I was caught in this conversation, so it it, it got got. (laughs) I do have plans to play a spiritual successor to Mordecai Mm. um, because the build I really want to play and the Dragonborn looks so fucking good in this game. And I've never had a Dragonborn PC, Mm. so I'm going to play at some point in time. I'm going to roll Mordecai Greenscale. Um, (laughs) 
and do <laughs> a, a green dragonborn barbarian druid. And that's going to be very fun for me. There you go. Perfect. So I have rolled two characters, technically three, but I've only really played two. The first one was a character that longtime listeners of the podcast will remember, one Bailet Haram, Woo-hoo! the uh, Black Dragonborn wi- mm-hmm. uh, warlock from seasons one through three of Another Path. Bailet. Bailet. Master B. He has been so much fun to play. <laughs> and I say was so much fun to play uh, because I beat the game the other day. Oh, you are you far just, ahead of me at this point. You just beat you the, I'm are still winning, in, son. Because, yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> I won, Dad. <laughs> you are also on a bit of a timetable. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like, as of recording, I will be a father in about five and a half, six days. Woo-hoo! Yeah, that's so, a fun countdown, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it's something. And honestly, like I say it like that, it could be tonight. Contractions are happening. It's just not the right timing. What are you going to do? So I did play through it. And then uh, today, before uh, we hopped on here, I did roll up one Robin Graves, the so NPC happy. who was dead at the top of season <laughs> one, episode one. The Lehman Kessler of Another Path. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> if you will, yes, I will. Thank but you. But yeah, uh, gnome, uh, necromancer, wizard. Uh, so that is going to be. Uh, I've already gotten a, a little ways in, and that is going to be a good time. That's um, great. But I have beaten the game, and I got notes because <laughs> I feel like somebody looked in my notebook and stole <laughs> the ending of a campaign, specifically of the podcast you are listening to right now. I'm not going to get much into spoilers, but if you've listened to the end of season three of Another Path, you have a very good idea of what's coming ahead in the end of Baldur's Gate. Chase, welcome to my world with all of the characters I've played and the subclasses that have followed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like somebody covered a song that I wrote. It's like... Obviously, that didn't happen. Obviously, people at Larian probably are not listeners. And but at the same time, it's like, oh, come on. There's just like it's a fight with an with uh, Illithids over a major populated city. Like, come on. Can't wait for the Caligan Cats DLC. (laughs) (laughs) Could you fucking imagine? I would love to see Larian Studios do their own Five Nights at Freddy's. No, what God, I God, that would be terrifying. We know now if that happens, Larian's listening. We hey, know Larian, that. Larian, we can be bought. Yo, Easily. Larian, cut us in. It is comparatively cheap. It is not a big number, my dude. What I like a lot about Baldur's Gate is that all of the companions, if you like describe them in the right way, they all sound like characters that would absolutely come up at your D&D table. It's like, yeah, I'm playing a um, half-elf cleric worshipping uh, an evil god. Her name is Shadowheart. <laughs> and it's like, you are 13 years old playing D&D, and I love you for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, my guy's like, um, he's like a noble, but he's like really down to earth, and like with like, the people really love him. He like goes around saving people, and he has like, uh, like devil powers. What's his name? Uh, Will, um, but it's spelled with a Y instead of an I. And it's like, sick, dude. 
<laughs> and then Lazel is the c- person who wrote like 15 pages of backstory <laughs> and read all of the like GM lore notes. Absolutely, but yeah. they're terrible at the mechanics of the game, so they picked Fighter. <laughs> they're really, but they're really enthusiastic. They're really, really good at talking. All right, so for initiative order, I've got Brother Lobazon, Cecil, Arabin, and Harper, and then Crunchwrap. Uh, and of course, the approximations being mixed in throughout the middle. So with that in mind, Brother Lobazon. What do I see? What's ambushing me? You- <laughs> As you all enter into this wide, it almost looks like a like an inward-facing motel. Like it's all inside, but all the room's doors open into this central kind of hub room. You see coming out of several of these rooms into this common space, six of these approximations. Are any of them cl- are any of them clustered together or are they all pretty spread out? Um, you can see there's like a couple of groups of like two about. What are you trying to do? Um, I have a uh, hail of thorns. So essentially trying to see okay. if there's any that are if it's worth it to to. You think you could hit two okay. with that. All right. Am I remembering right, Chase, that there's like a second level that they're coming out of? Or are we there on ground are, floor? Yeah, there is. Uh, the room goes up a couple of stories and you can see near the top. There is one that is uh, seems to be a little bit bigger. Its form is holding a bit better. I'll cast Halo Thorns as my bonus action mm-hmm. uh, and I will attack the the whatever one's sort of, you know, again, they're clustered together. Yep. Uh, so they're going to need to, let's see, I'll see if it hits first. Does a 16 hit? Yep. That hits both. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, I just need to hit one. So both of them okay. need to make deck saves. And uh, I'm assuming it's going to be 12. We've got one pass and one fail. Okay. Uh, so uh, the one will take an additional D10. Mm-hmm. So one takes five and one just ta- and and one takes nine from or ten from the arrow shot so it's up to you which mm-hmm. one okay uh and then i get a second attack because of my uh being an ambusher that's only going to be a 14 so i assume that's a miss that does hit one oh, of them okay all right Ooh. then yeah that will hit uh that hits the one that you actually did the larger amount of damage to so you can go ahead and go ahead and roll damage for that that'll be 13 damage to that guy Excellent. just with the second attack nice yeah go ahead and describe this brother uh lehman there we go Right. Uh, so, so moving with uh, incredible speed, uh, Brother Lobazon, uh, you know, sort of darts, pulls the longbow out, uh, mutters a few things, sort of like, kind of like sketches and a strange little symbol. And when he fires, it strikes them. Uh, but like, there's there's a there's an irritating sort of buzzing sound that comes. This is like with like chitinous. Uh, sort of whispers that erupt around the, the the first one that's hit with the with the arrow. And then, you know, before anyone can sort of take a breath, there's a second shot that lands uh, right in one of these things. Awesome. Yeah, these both of these things writhe and royal their forms insubstantial and changing. Clearly they did not like that. Cecil. Cecil, Cecil is surprised and uh, annoyed by the many, many <laughs> bad things coming out and uh, is going to do many magics in quick succession. The wand comes out and if, am I within 60 feet of the bigger thing? Um, yes. Okay. 
uh, for my action, I'm going to take like two steps to the side and kind of put my back against this wall. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of the way of the door, and I'm going to attack that thing. It looks bigger. Yes. But still kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need it to make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. It's going to be a 24 to hit. Well, that's a seven on the con saving throw, and that will hit with a 24, so. Fantastic. What you doing? All right. I'm sorry, what was the save number? Uh, it was a six, so. Okay, cool. So, it, yeah, so it fails. Um, sorry, uh, I was reading, not paying attention. Fair. Um, so, this guy's going to take uh, 19 points of poison damage as a green bolt shoots out impacts it and not only does he take all this damage it is also poisoned gross poison poison (laughs) until the end the end of my next turn time kind of stops and the green bolt freezes in midair and cecil just quickly tosses the wand to the other hand and i'm going to just toss it with my left hand and shoot a quicken spell fire bolts at the same guy okay uh that is going to be a 17 to hit that hits exactly Ooh, boy. Okay. And that is uh, 14 points of fire damage. Doesn't like that. All right. That's good. It shouldn't. (laughs) And just kind of scooch my way around, not trying to get like super far away from everything, but trying to get out of the way of all these melee people. Cool. Cool. All right. That will take us to Erebin. Okay. Am I within 30 feet of any of them? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm gonna run up to the one closest to me, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, It's a bad day to be a blob. <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> attack with my sword. Alright. 22 to hit. That'll hit. There's 8 points of damage. Okay. And then a second attack. That's gonna be a 17 to hit. That'll hit. And that's going to be eight more points of damage. How do you want to do this? One down. Uh, Erebin slashes up across the approximation's chest. Mm -hmm. And then on the downswing, just goes down right through the shoulder and just slashes through it. Does an anime pose at the end. (laughs) It runs through a series of forms in rapid succession as you cleave this thing in twain. Harper, you're up. Holy shit. Well done. Good work. Um, Do I recognize any of them uh, as the like spellcastery types from what we noticed in our first encounter with these folks? Yes, the one that Arabin just knocked out mm-hmm. was a was one of those. Um, same with one of the ones that uh, Brother Lobazon hit as well. Cool. Um, I'm going to dismount Ignis mm-hmm. and send him. I'm going to run toward the one spellcastery type. Okay. Um, and then send Ignis after the one... I- I'm going after the two that Brother Lobazon kind of pinned. Sure. Um, so uh, Ignis is going to engage the warrior type, and I'm going to okay. go after the uh, the, squ- the squishier one. Okay, go for it. Um, is the squishier one within 25 feet of me? Uh, yes. 
Okay. Then I will uh, stab it. Actually, what I'm going to do, those two are next to each other, aren't they? Mm-hmm. The two. Cool. I'm going to yeah. do a thing. Oh, I love it when you do a thing. Harper hops off of Ignis and uh, bonus action points him to charge and attack the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're running side by side, charging in. Um, Harper reaches up to uh, the tip of the spear. And at the base of the spear, there is a new augmentation. Uh, that looks sort of like a a wheel lock kind of uh, a system. And uh, with the back of her other hand, uh, rips her gauntlet ac- across the uh, wheel, causing a uh, sparker to mm-hmm. spark. And the tip of the broad spear briefly erupts in flames. Uh, I make an attack with green flame blade. Ooh, very cool. Ooh, there we um, go. So I'm going to make my attack roll. Harper's got toys. I have a new dice tower and everything, and out of habit, I rolled on the on the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we want that foley. That is a, a dirty twenty to hit. <laughs> I will deal an additional d8 in fire damage with this attack. Excellent. Uh, well. So for the spear damage, that's going to be eight, mm-hmm. and then an additional three fire damage. Okay. And then the other creature takes eight fire damage. How do you want to do this for both? There you go. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, I think this is the first time that she has tested this new augmentation on her spear. And so the fire is way fucking bigger than she thought it was going to be. There it is. And is holding the spear out at max length away from her and <laughs> thinks the whole spear is on fire. And it's like, ah, ah, and swinging it around, like trying to put the fire out. And Good. in the process just happens to cleave through both of them. Excellent. Uh, great. So then um, that's my turn. Mm-hmm. Technically, now it's Ignis's turn, so I guess we actually didn't run side by side to each other. Um, Ignis is going to um, post up in front of Cecil and give Cecil some cover. Cool. There we go. Good boy. Good, good boy. <laughs> that will take us to the novice, the spellcastery one that remains. I'm going to say Harper. Harper, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Dexterity save. Yep. Ooh, dirty 20. Okay. Uh, you will take half damage from this. Uh, that is, uh, I rolled a total of six, so you take three necrotic damage. Okay. As a bit of dark flame erupts from the ground. Oh, no, not this again. Uh, I save concentration on detect magic. Excellent. That is going to take us to Crunchwrap. All right, so is there is the one remaining within 30 feet of Crunchwrap? Uh, yes. Then he is going to do what he does best, which is mm-hmm. rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone was waiting for everyone. Was, the, the Crunch fans out there are really disappointed. I know. I hate to disappoint the Crunch fans, but <laughs> you got to rap before you crunch. Ooh, that is a crit. No! Oh my god. Yeah. Rap is what he does best. (laughs) So remind me of of the damage though. So it is, I mean, it it, roll double dice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
One might call him a rap god? Ooh, god, Chase's disappointment was palpable. <laughs> oh, That means it's a good joke. That is 22 damage. Jesus Christ. That'll do. How do you want to do this? <laughs> uh, Cr- Crunchwrap approaches it and begins to wrap around. And as soon as he squeezes, it just bursts. Yep. Oh, exactly. Oh. It's uh, John Belushi in uh, Animal House, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't get my shield up in time. That's graphic. Um, Ignis is my shield. Gross. <laughs> um, okay. Did we wipe the entire floor except for the one big guy? No, there there is another okay. of the like burlier ones that that has not been touched yet, and it's going after Crunchwrap. Oh no, no my boy! <laughs> Father, help! <laughs> okay. uh, why was I programmed to feel pain? <laughs> there it is. Oh, this would be more Ignis's thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, matter. that's more Ignis. All applicable. Why was I enchanted to feel pain? Hey, could we just get, like, I don't know, like, 15 phrases out of Lehman, and Lehman can just forever be the voice of Ignis once you figure out how to give Ignis a voice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll send you my rates. I'm not saying no. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to shoot straight with y'all. I rolled like trash. Yay. Oh. Yay. I rolled a five and a ten, which I don't think is going to hit Crunchwrap. No. His AC is 12. That's he is a fine. strong boy. <laughs> That's fine. Because I wanted to hit you guys anyways. And so we're going to go ahead to the commander who has come Uh-oh. down the stairs. And if it's an attack, he has disadvantage. Oh, He's yes. Poisoned. Thank you. Well, I don't actually think it's going to matter that much because I rolled a 10 and 11. Which I don't think hits anybody. No. It would, it would hit it me, would but hit I have an it, But I, he, he wasn't going to be going for you because mm. you've got, you know, uh, essentially cover in front of you. So this works you're, out great. you're good. Brother Lobazon, you're up. Damn. All right. Uh, Lobazon will uh, fire away with the longbow. Fire away, fire away. That's a 20 to hit, dirty 20. Dirty 20, that'll hit. Uh, for nine piercing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, which one are you going after? There is one that is fresh, and then there's the one coming down the stairs. Ooh, uh, I was going for the... Uh, I was going for the fresh one. The fresh one? Okay, cool. So I'm sorry, you said nine damage? Just nine, nine piercing. Cool. Didn't like that. Cecil. Uh, Cecil uh, pokes their head over Ignis and just uh, like lays their arm down mm-hmm. with the wand extended over Ignis. Uh, provide covering fire mm-hmm. that's sick <laughs> i'm going to do uh the same thing that i just did and i will attack with ray of sickness and i will twin spell it mm. to hit both of them excellent against the big guy that's gonna be a 20 mm-hmm. 30 20 and against the other guy that is a natural one okay so well I need the... the big guy to make a con save you got it and that is going to be a 17. That does save. So he will not get poisoned, but he does take full damage, which is 11. Okay. And then I uh, duck back down behind Ignis a little bit. Excellent. Still like poking up to see 
mm-hmm. but it's just my it's just his eyes <laughs> over the top of the shell. Yep. That's it. Arabin, you're up. Uh okay. So can I get to the big guy with thirty feet? No. You can't get okay. too into melee with the big guy. There is a big er guy. There is one of the grunts that is on the ground that you could get to. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. Because these these things are resistant to force damage. I remember that. Mm-hmm. So I do not want to blast. Nope. Uh, okay, so I will run up to the one I can reach and slash. I believe Not that's. Slash. I believe that's gonna miss. That's a thirteen on that one. No, that does actually exactly hit that one. Oh damn! Hey. Okay. So that is four damage. Okay. And then second attack. That's gonna be a nineteen to hit. Yep. And that is six damage. Even ten. Love it when the math's easy. And that's gonna bound us down to Harper. Will twenty-five feet get me to the grunt? Yes. Will 40 feet get Ignis to the commander? (laughs) No, I think that's still a little out of range. Okay. Commander's like far end of the room kind of thing. He he's coming downstairs. He was like up three flights and he is like coming down and like taking shots over the railings as he is moving through. Okay. Arabin, you good if I can get him down to you or do you want to go to him? I'm going over to him. All right, tag out. This is going to be fun. Hold on tight. Uh, I whip out a, like, what is it? New spell. Who this? I have a little, uh, just a little gadget. It kind of looks like my sanctuary gadget. Okay. Uh, that, like, causes the, like, phantasmagorical butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. I pull that out, and I tinker it a little bit, and I scribe some new runes on there and, like, uh, uh, tighten a few things. And then I slingshot it along the ground in front of Arabin, and it bumps his foot. Um, it then opens a tiny little wormhole that sucks Arabin down into it, and then spits him out right in front of the commander. I cast <laughs> Vortex Warp. Hell yeah. I can teleport a friendly creature up to 90 feet away from where they started, to a point that I can see. What the fuck? Uh-huh. <laughs> So Arabin gets uh, Artip- <laughs> You just got Ar- and, um, <laughs> This is assuming uh, Arabin that you choose to fail a constitution saving throw. Oh, I'm failing every day of the week. Uh, <laughs> you get teleported to an unoccupied space of my choice that I can see within range. So I teleport Arabin just right next to the commander. Wee. I like to think they have to fool the spell, so you have to be like, oh, my tummy, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> That is my action to do. My bonus action will be to sick Ignis on the grunt. Mm-hmm. And he will make his attack uh, on his turn, which is now. That is going to be really high. That is a 24 to hit for my yeah, boy. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, His damage is still not the greatest in the world, but that's pretty high for him at 10 damage. Okay. This is force damage. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Because it's this force-empowered Ren. The magic flares up and his, like, jaw stends a little bit. goes for mm-hmm. a big, big chomp. But this thing resists the magic a little bit. It does. And you, you, you know that the experiments hold true. It does not take the damage the way that most things in the world would. But it is. Gotta chomp. Gotta chomp. Well, right now, we might have to crunch. Chomping ain't easy. <laughs> I want to crunch. Rap. Sorry again to any <laughs> Crunch fans, but it is going to be a rap. God damn it. 
I am a crunch fan. I've decided. Who understands those rap guys anyway? He's got he's got to rap first. It didn't. It's just, it's not his Damn. fault that the first thing he tried to rap burst. <laughs> okay, so Crunchwrap goes up to uh, whatever's whatever's closest. It's the it was the grunt that you just attacked. That is oh, not excellent. looking good. So it might be doing another pop. Oh great. Okay. So that's going to be a dirty twenty. Uh huh. Roll damage. He wrapped it. That's 19. Pop! (laughs) I rolled an 8 and a 7 on my 2d8. Crunchwrap once again goes for the wrap. Come on! It holds for a moment and then it's like jello, like a gripping jello in its hand. Just. (laughs) That was such a visceral description, (laughs) Chase. And Arabin just goes, that's gross, but good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Accurate and yellow. Quite right. (sighs) And any remaining movement Crunchwrap will use to go towards me. Okay. Uh, It is now the commander's turn, and it has a target directly in front of it. And... Oh, no, it me. It you. I the target? <laughs> I don't think I'm the target. Maybe I am. I'm in rural Ohio. We don't have targets around here. <laughs> it is going to just start swinging at you, Arabin. And that is going to be math, math, math. 11 and a 14 to hit. Both miss. My dude. Okay. Arabin just goes, <laughs> He's always a lot more flexible than I give him credit for. Listen, yeah. he does he does his calisthenics. He's actually uh, a quite talented yogi. He may or may not be fully controlling his body. Who knows? Brother Lobazon. Am I am I able to get a clean shot or is it getting too crowded up? Yeah, there? you can now nah, you can get a clean okay. shot. So I will whip around and I uh, will I don't mess around with those three five you can hit your companions rules. Nice. Uh, eighteen <laughs> to hit. That'll hit. Or eleven piercing. How do you want to do this? Hey! Woo! All right, so I like to think that, like, as it was sort of like you know slamming uh, at my my erstwhile colleague, it was sort of knocked off uh, balance a bit, uh, getting it putting it just in the right uh, place for one of my arrows to just slice right through that jello, splattering it. You got to yep. slice the jello after after you grip it, Arabin. You are covered in this very bad goo. Save it for science for like a second before it begins to evaporate. Keep it moist. <laughs> <laughs> for science. Yeah, Chase, any shot at me being able to grab more samples or what's the story there? Um, Not at this point. All right. Can you describe how the commander was sort of different from the grunts? And is this a type of thing that you all sort of witnessed before? So this guy's new. Big guy's yeah, new. Yeah. Big guy's new. Um Arabin, go ahead because you were the only one who really got up close to it. So I'll let you go ahead and roll a perception check on what you saw when you got bamfed directly in front of it. <laughs> we know that perception is something I excel at. I do indeed. All the time. I love I love it when you roll perceptions. That's that's a 13. Okay, that's not bad. That's yeah. 12 better than normal. It's above par. <laughs> With a lot of them, what you've been seeing is that there's not, like, any weapons that they may be holding 
if there is a weapon at all, it is kind of amorphous and seems to like blend into a part of their body. This one seemed to be much more defined. It had a humanoid shape in the ways that the novices and the grunts haven't tended to have. Uh, this thing was large and, you know, it, it was, you know, about, it was humanoid shape, still medium size, but larger, closer to like seven or maybe even almost eight feet tall, hard to say. Um, and it seemed to shift less. The form still moved and had that weird, amorphous quality to it um but the broad strokes of what it was seemed to hold true okay uh, this is out of character this is so weird it's like like the thought i just had was like this is like machine learning it's like those um those images you see of like you know a like ragdoll form like learning to walk and how the first one like topples and then the second one takes like a few more steps and topples and it's like so on and so forth until it like te- like self corrects and teaches itself. That's where my brain just went. That's terrifying. That's science. But yeah, you notice that the room has gone quiet. You've dispatched six of these things in very Ooh. short order. I gotta say, gang, really good job, Arabin. You good? Did that how'd that feel? That was a new one. Uh, yeah, it was kind of weird, but I'm fine. All right. Seems I'll put that good. one on the uh, on the make more of. Did these list. things make any sort of sound as we were fighting? No, only the squelching sounds of them moving. It's very unsettling, actually. That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> you do see how that's worse, right? Oh yeah, I know yeah. what I am. Lobazon will be will sort of be looking for for anything that could be considered a trail or like a residue a, a change in the ambient temperature or more you know uh humidity where these things have yep. been just just generally trying sure. to kind of get a sense of like okay we've been in this sort of you know this habitat for a while what is what is it like to be near where they have been things like that just just general ranger stuff sure go ahead and roll me a perception check is this perception or investigation? I'll let you decide, and you can have advantage on it because you were doing the research oh, ahead sure. of time. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, I'll do investigation because I think this is sort of looking for something specific. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's a natural twenty and a ten. I'll take. Yo! I'll take the nat. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. There we go. Incredible. So, um, with a nat twenty, you're going to get two things. Um, one is what you're looking for, and one is something fun. Hey. <laughs> what you're looking for is you are able to track where these things were coming from. And it looks like there is, you know, going up the staircase, uh, you can see there is a trap door um, up at the top. And it looks like it is a jar and you can see bright white light streaming in. It looks like that is um, the source of the light that you were seeing at the top of this building. Mm. The other thing, Lehman, I would like you to roll me 3d10. Ooh. Yay! Yay! Because you rolled a nat 20 on this, you are rolling on my random trinket table. Ooh, trinkets. All right, 3d10, you say? These trinkets have altered the trajectory of entire campaigns. Am I am I at am I adding these or what are what are you uh So what you're going to do is you're going to make a 3 digit number oh, okay. out of the 3 digits you roll. All right. So it was essentially Your choice. it was 10 3 and and 10. So if that's Okay. 
So I don't so know if that's, zero, I don't three, know if that's and 1,000 make a, and 30. You or, can anyway. make a comment, make a three-digit number out of any of those. Honestly, you rolled so, so high. That could be you like can, 330, 300. I think, it's, I think, it'll, be, I think it'll be 30 because it'll be 030. Zero, zero. So, yeah. Zero three zero. Okay. A low boy. Ooh. Yeah, this is interesting. Oh, it always (laughs) is. Lehman, your uh, brother Lobazon is going through kind of like doing uh, the trail, kind of tracing things up. Um, And there is one point where uh, you are distracted and you are pulled into a what looks like at one point would have been like some kind of like a dining area. And you're seeing like there was at one point there was a congregation of these things in here. Um, And you're moving through and just like downstairs, all of the furniture seems to have been turned into this weird gray stone. But at one point, you're just kind of moving through and you're like trying uh, to move stuff around and you see that there is a drawer that still works somehow. Like the way that it has cooked together, whatever this material is, did not calcify and lock the drawer in place. And you're able to open it and you find one thing that has not been affected by whatever is affecting the rest of this down here. A spoon. A silver spoon. You pick it up. But as a ranger, you know better than to go waving strange cutlery around (laughs) willy-nilly. And you take a noted sniff of the end of the spoon. Poisoned. Deadly poisoned. This spoon has a deadly poison on it. The first person who will end up using it will be in mortal peril. Oh, my God. All right. Poisoned teaspoon. The worst tea service ever. Yeah. Indeed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just <laughs> I go ahead and write that, that down one. on your sheet and make sure, because I'm deleting it from the trinket table. All right. Well, teaspoon been- of mortal peril. So just, I'll just I'll wrap, wrap that up in something safe <laughs> and keep that on my person. An adventurer's towel. But I will... Uh, I will I'll keep that to myself, but I will alert uh, my, my teammates to the presence of this door and light. Okay. Up there. All right. Thank you, brother. Uh, we all good? Or do I we th- need a moment? I think we're all moment? good. I'm, I'm a little, I got a little scratched, but like, I'm totally fine. I'm, I'm good. Which I'm like, good hey, go. kudos to me. I, t- I got hit in a fight and didn't cry. <laughs> yeah, look at you. That's some personal growth. I'm honestly like, I'm kind of, I'm like, I'm not trying to make the biggest deal out of it, but I'm a little proud, you know? I'll be sure to write it down in the report so that Meredith reads it. No, don't like, (laughs) I'm going to make a big deal out of it. No, Cecil. (laughs) (laughs) The world's hugest. Oh, how actually, how hurt is Harper? Uh, Three points of damage. Okay. (laughs) Which I'm I'm truly quite all right. (laughs) In the first battle, Harper would have gone, oh, I'm dying. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's from that's our aid hit points, right? We have the plus five. Yeah, aid. Everybody's yeah five. Mm-hmm. So like, really, the the real Harper form hasn't really been scratched, and Ignis didn't take any damage. I don't have to spend any time repairing him. Nice. I'm good to go. All right. I would like to make a strange orb check. <laughs> um, ponder the strange orb. There are no strange orbs in this room. Hmm. That you Except can see. Arabin. Got it. 
<laughs> well, let's uh, go further up, further in. I'd say so. Let's go. Okay. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Griffin at GriffCold, and Ryan at RyanRoll20. You can find Justin on TikTok at JustJustinMichael, and myself at TQLoudly. You can find our guest Lehman and his wide variety of projects over on LehmanKessler.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, remember to always, always check everywhere when investigating a new space. You never know what you'll find. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.